Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis where we focus on you, the loan originator, in helping you um, increase your business and learn new techniques and tips from anybody and everybody, myself, other loan officers, other partners. And um, again, I thank you so much for um, listening in on my podcast. It means so much to me. And as always, I appreciate your feedback and your kind comments and your suggestions about what you want to hear on our podcast. So without further ado, today I would like to welcome back a guest that we had a few months ago, um, Dean Darzinski. I never get his name right, Darzinski with, um, sorry about that, Dean, um, MGIC's, yeah, MGIC's Vice President and Managing Director of the Pacific Region. And um, he was so great in sharing with us ideas on how we can get um, more business from millennials. So if you missed that podcast, please go back and take a look at that podcast about um, working with millennials. And uh, But today I want to bring him back on because this is what you know you've heard me talk before about the gospel of google and how so many clients and referral partners and realtors are are um, misguided and misunderstood you know there's so many myths out in our industry about down payments and credit and and what's right and what's wrong and what's available and, and one of the biggest ones that we have in our industry that i think our own people us as loan officers don't understand is how to properly talk to clients about canceling private mortgage insurance. So that is our topic today. So, Dean, welcome back, I should say. Thank you, and it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good great. Good to be back. Yeah, it's great. So so um, would you mind telling us a little bit about you again, just real quickly? I mean, you, they can go back and listen to the other video for more details, but just tell us a little bit about what you do and what your role is at MGIC. Sure. So I, I manage the Pacific region for MGIC. So all, all things related to business development on the West Coast, which uh, really extends from New Mexico up to Montana, everything west of that, including Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, been with MGIC for uh, almost 22 years here now and have never done anything other than the mortgage business. Got into the mortgage business as an intern when I was a finance major at the University of Maryland. I graduated, started originating loans in Prince George's County and Anne Arundel County um, in the D.C. metropolitan area and then joined MGIC about a year and a half after that, and I've been there ever since. That's awesome. I, I You know what? I didn't know that you um, cover Hawaii. I want to go on a sales call with you one time. I would love to go on a sales call. Yeah, I imagine you that. Bring your 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. We'll have to interview somebody over there so I can write it off. Um, okay, well, listen, yeah. we, I'm, I'm so excited to have you. And for those that didn't hear the last, uh, the last one yet, uh, Dean and I met um, when I was on the Top Producer Roundtable Tour this um, earlier in 2015 and uh, with Gibran Nicholas from CMPS Institute, and we just hit it off. And, and then we, um, I was um, honored to be asked by him to help present at a um, breakout session for Mastermind in Las Vegas in 2015 as well. And so we just decided that, uh, you know, if we can share some things together, we, we should um, – reach out to each other and lean on each other for our expertise. So that's why he's here today. I wanted everyone on um, who's, who is a member of my podcast to hear from the horse's mouth on how to appropriately talk with borrowers about canceling. And here's the thing I hear all the time, Dean. I hear, yep. in fact, I even, before we did this podcast yesterday at the office, I walked around and said, hey, what's the policy on, 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 um, canceling PMI. I just want to get your take on it. Didn't say why I wanted to know. Every single loan officer said, well, you have to have it for two years. And, and then at the end of two years, if your equity is 20%, um, they do not have to um, eliminate PMI, but it's mandatory at 78%. And that typically takes eight to 10 years for a consumer to get to. And so that's how I talk to my clients. And I, of course, knew that was totally inaccurate. Some parts of it are right, but but most of it's inaccurate. So I would love for you to talk about um, all the stages of this. What are the different ways that we can, um, uh, you know, uh, cancel the PMI, keeping in mind that we're talking about the Home Protection Act, um, the HEPA Act, and, um, you know, what the guidelines are there as well. So let's get started with the first part of this, which is – I don't even know where we want to start, but I'll let you, I'll let you run with this. How do you want to move forward with this? Yeah, I, I think the first part and the first misconception that's out there is that the MI company is the one that cancels the MI, that, that it's our decision. Uh, we have zero decision-making power in the cancellation of MI. We, once we insure a loan, we will insure that loan until the lender tells us to cancel it or we pay a claim. So we have absolutely nothing to do other than we receive a cancellation notice, we cancel the MI. And I think that that's one of the things that a lot of people think. They, they always say, well, what's your rules around canceling MI? Yeah, yeah. I have one rule. Fill out a cancellation notice and send it to us. That's the only rule that I have. Everything right. else is out there. Uh, you mentioned the HPA of 1998, which created the rules around cancellation and made certain things mandatory. Um, they're the Fannie Freddie rules and the investor rules. So, but all of that comes from the Homeowners Protection Act of 1998. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, the other thing I think you mentioned, and and you're right. You you ask people, okay, when can you cancel MI? And they they kind of mash everything together and they get stuck on the 78. percent Yeah. So I always like to explain. There's two ways that MI can be canceled. One where the borrower does absolutely nothing. It just that 78% that you mentioned, when the loan naturally amortizes to 78%, the MI will drop off at that time or at the midterm of the loan. So seven and a half years on a 15-year, 15, 15 on a 30-year. Uh, typically, it's going to amortize to 78 before that. But, um, but that's the borrower does nothing. They just let it, let it go, and 
that's that's when it will cancel. Right. And so let me just jump in on this. So this is natural amortization. So everybody's clear about this. This is natural amortization on the loan with no consideration for value increase. Correct. Yep. And and just you know, when when you step back, one of the things that that kind of came up with Harp was people were wondering, well, when can they then cancel MI with the new Harp loan? Everything goes by when the when the loan starts. So if it's a Harp loan and, and somebody's refinancing, it's something to maybe think about. If they were close to that seventy eight percent through natural amortization area, and you refi them into a Harp loan. That's going to start the clock all over again. So, you know, as a trusted advisor, I, I know you always talk about uh, adopting a mortgage and, yeah. and taking over the management of that mortgage. That's one thing to take a look at: is are they in that area where that MI may drop, MI might drop off automatically, and you know, how does that fit into the picture? So, something people, not a lot of people think about, but something to consider, okay. kind of getting past okay. the heart point in time. But I, I always think that's an interesting um, piece. That's, that's so actually that's, a very so important piece that I don't think a lot of people consider. I know I don't consider that because I don't do HARP loans, but for yeah. anybody who's listening, that is a critical, critical, critical piece. Um, so that handles the borrower does nothing. Okay. I think the opportunity, and the last time we spoke, we were just talking about opportunities to work with referral partners and, and how can you use some of the things that we have to grow business. The cancellation of mortgage insurance is an just a, a great opportunity to work with your referral partner, to work with that agent, because you can partner with them to go back and continue to update that borrower on where values are. And that's one of the ways in which the borrower can request cancellation by okay. using the current value. So they have two options. They can either use the original value or the current value. Many okay. times we'll talk about the current value uh, and how you can cancel MI under that scenario first, you know, many times people say I bought this house for a hundred thousand. It's now worth 120. Uh, I want to cancel my MI because I'm at 80%. That's where the two year piece comes in. So a lot of people say you got to have a loan for two years. When you want to use current value, you have to have at least two year seasoning. And then what you'll need to have is at least 25% equity. So you need to be at a 75 LTV. If you're at an 80 LTV, you have to have a loan for at least five years. And sometimes people mix those up. So if you're talking about current value, the important things are at least two years seasoning and at least 25% equity. Yep. And a now, payment lender, history. And a payment history. Exactly. That, that is one of the things that um, people tend to forget about. <laughs> if you've had any late payments... You know, remember, mortgage insurance is there to protect the lender in case of loss. If you have late payments, you're saying to the lender, well, I may have issues making my mortgage payment. They may want to keep that MI on. So clean payment history. Um, the lender is probably going to require some type of property valuation to make sure there's no decline in value. And uh, they may also want to make sure that there's no subordinate liens on there so that the LTV, CLTV is truly 75 and the thing that I always suggest to loan officers is, you know, you, you don't have to be the expert. You just have to provide enough information for them to go get the information. And I think it's always good. And, and we've gotten, I think you may have a copy of it, a great piece, two great pieces, uh, one that explains cancellation in English 
And then I think the other piece is the actual law, and I always say that's the one you use with your attorneys and engineers who want to know every little specific detail. Yeah, and you need a micro, micro, what do you call it, a magnifying glass to look at everything, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what I always suggest loan officers to do is, hey, I'm going to manage this for you. So I'll be back in touch with you to update you where where you may be and, and John or Jane Doe, whoever the agent is. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you up to date as to where your value is. But the best thing for you to do is when you get your mortgage, your, uh, your, your mortgage um, payment in mail, call the 800 number, ask them what are your rules around cancellation, couple things you're typically going to need to keep in mind is you're going to need to have the loan at least for two years, and you're going to need to have at least 25% equity, and they're probably going to require an appraisal. But they'll give you all of the specifics of the what, the how, the why, and, and the when. Okay, so let me stop the there you for yeah. a second. So, you know, listeners, listen. I've talked about before, you know, in my process that I call the borrower three days after closing, whether it's a purchase or refinance. So, you know, obviously three days after closing for refinance is a day of funding. Three days after the purchase allows them to just get in the house and we call and say we miss you because, you know, we've spent a ton of time with you, um, you know, last, you know, 30, 40, 50 days, whatever it is, um, you know, and I miss you, and you get to talk to them at three days. Then we also call the borrower at one month to ensure they got their first payment, you know, that they know their first payment's due, and whether or not their loan has been sold in the case of, you know, with me, with the loan being sold. If you are a, a servicer um, as well, then that's a great time for you to make that phone call. So I would suggest that you put this particular thing, I'm going to add it right away. I just heard this and now I'm going to add it. Um, put this particular conversation into your scripting um, at the one month or maybe even the three month phone call because the loan might get sold later, etc. Um, to ask them to send their current mortgage statement so you have all the details, you know who the servicer is, um, and ask them to make that phone call. This is a great opportunity to force you to get back in touch with your client immediately after closing. So thank you, Dean. That Wow, that's a huge takeaway here. At least it is for me. So now I have another thing that I'm going to do after closing to keep in touch with my client. And, and there's there's one additional thing to put on there as well, which is at the 12-month mark. So on an annual basis, the borrower will get a disclosure regarding mortgage insurance cancellation. Oh, It's a great thing okay. to follow up with them at that point in time. Um, just to say, hey, you, you may or may not have just, you may have just received this or you're going to be receiving this. But remember, we talked about cancellation. Keep an eye out for this in the mail. It'll keep you up to date as to what the rules are around that. I just talked to, you know, Jane Doe um, over at Remax, and she was looking at values in your mar- in, in your neighborhood. And here's kind of a ballpark where things are selling. So it, it, it's, a, it's a great tickler. For future contact. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and when I do an annual review anyway, so this is perfect just to add that into it. Excellent. And okay. the annual review, you, you mentioned the annual review because I think that brings up the second uh, okay. time in which a borrower can request cancellation, which is based off of their original value. You know, I bought this house for $100,000. I put 5% down, but I've accelerated my payments. So now my loan amount is at $80,000. This, I think, is the one that people always get confused because they keep going back to that two-year seasoning. If your borrower pays down their balance to 80% of the original value of the home, they can request cancellation at any time. There is no season requirements. Now, again, you still got the clean payment history. You still got the, the, uh, the subordinate lien. 
you still got the fact that the that the lender may require the servicer may require evaluation to make sure the value hasn't declined. But at that point in time, that they actually pay their balance to eighty percent of the original value, they can request cancellation. Okay. So again, it's, as you're going back and you're doing that analysis on an annual basis of okay, where's your existing balance? Oh wow, I see you've paid down your balance. Hey, we're getting close to being at eighty. You might want to talk to your servicer, or you know, call our servicing number if you happen to be a servicer or a servicer, and start that process of canceling MI. Okay, can so that? that and let me ask you this question. I'm yep. sorry to interrupt you, but can that be? Uh, Don, you're saying, so I have a lot of clients who say, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm selling my house. I'm going to get a big bonus. I'm in, inheriting money. I don't have it now, so I'm going to do 5% down or 10% down. Um, and I'm going to have all this money, you know, in four months after closing. Is that even a possibility to have? I mean, I know from a servicing standpoint, we can do a one-time lump sum um, principal reduction, et cetera. But is it a possibility to do it that soon, or is, they, is there a minimum payment history that most lenders are are requiring, to your knowledge, because you were saying no, you, know, you can I make mean, payment anytime you, you want. The, yeah, if if you read the the Homeowners Protection Act, and I'll I'll read it here, but it's on the date the mortgage loan balance is first scheduled to reach eighty percent of original value, based solely on the initial amortization schedule, regardless of the outstanding balance of the loan, or on the date the mortgage loan balance actually reaches eighty percent of the original value. So. You know, in your example, they're, they they got a big bonus. They put a chunk of money down on their on their mortgage, that accelerates the the principal um, curtailment of that. They can request cancellation at that point in time. Okay, so then it'll be up to the servicer as to whether or not, because I'm reading the same thing you're reading here. That I, by the way, we'll post up on on the um, notes for the podcast. It says um, right below that, MI coverage can be canceled only if no subordinate liens exist, or the subordinate lien doesn't affect the combined loan to value. And the borrowers have a good payment history. Yep. So so it's going to be up to the servicer as to whether or not four months in they're comfortable with that. So I think this really um, hones in on that that reason that we need to have our borrowers call their servicer immediately so that we know what the guidelines are. Yep, I, I would agree. And that, that's yep. why I, I like the – I, I like the process of saying here's a couple general things that you need uh-huh. to know. A, B, C. But most importantly – when you get that first mortgage coupon in the mail, call the 800 number and get from their exact process. Then you're yeah. not the one giving any information that comes straight from the servicing department. Right. And wh- right. One of the other things that people te- typically forget about is you can also utilize, if you're going to do a home improvement, by home improvement, it's not, hey, I put nice new ceiling fans in the bedroom. And, you know, <laughs> really? You know, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Um, but in an actual home improvement, you added a square footage, something along those lines, you can use the cost of that home improvement in the calculation of the value. Uh-huh. So you can get a recertification of the value, and that doesn't require any seasoning either. Okay. So you know, I, I keep coming back to this. How do you utilize this to, to continue to contact the borrower, continue to work with your realtor referral partner? In your example, you know, you're doing the mortgage checkup every year. Hey, have you done any additions to the house? Well, actually, yeah, we just added a bonus room on. Oh, really? How much was that? And and you know that may be able to, we may be able to use that. Remember, we did this mortgage insurance, which was a short term expense, so you could get into the house. Uh, we might now be able to get rid of that. That's so awesome. I, I, you, 
it's just a great way to continue contact. Now, all of that assumes that you're doing a mortgage insurance policy that is cancelable. Yes. A lot of people talk yes. about lender paid MI uh, today. And lender paid MI is a non cancelable policy. They're going to pay for it as long as they got that loan. You know, I, you, when, when you get into cancellation, I think it just creates a couple different opportunities for you to differentiate yourself as a loan officer because just as MGIC, we don't care what kind of premium you do, just that you do it with MGIC. You don't care what kind of loan you do, just that you do a loan. Right. And when you're having that conversation about LPMI and BPMI and, you know, so they talk to somebody else and they go, well, I want to go, I want to do LPMI so I don't have LPMI, so I don't have MI. Well, let's take a step back and just realize what we just said. Right. I want to do LPMI so I don't have MI. My question for you is, do you want to pay a higher than market rate? Do you want to have mortgage insurance for the life of the loan? Uh-huh. Most people might look at that question and say, well, maybe I don't. Now, they may still do an LPMI loan, but n- I don't think a lot of people ask that question. I think it really changes the dynamic of the discussion at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, too, and I'm, an, I'm a mortgage coach member, so, I, you know, I'm always using the total cost analysis. And I think, you know, some, and I do all kinds of PMI. I do all yep. kinds of PMI because it really does depend on the client. You know, these examples here, natural amortization, you know, someone is putting 5% down or 3% down and they think they're going to be in the house for five years and then sell it. And they, the down payment was a gift because they were living with mom and dad. I have, I have a real hard time, you know, I, I don't have any hard time explaining to them, but I have to help them understand that, you know, by the time they have enough equity to even sell the house with 6%, let alone have more money to buy the next house, which if they weren't able to save when they lived with mom and dad for this one, and now they have a payment, how are they going to save? The likelihood is they're going to have this loan for quite a while. They're going to have the loan for, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years. And in that time, they're going to always have PMI. They're always mm-hmm. going to have it. So maybe in, it might be in their best interest to have LPMI and have a higher interest rate and have a higher um, tax benefit uh, depending on their tax bracket. So, you know, everything yep. is every one of these is different for each client. It's just not that cut and dry. And I do find, um, you know, and I talk about this and harp on this on, on my podcast all the time, is what makes us different in this, in this big world of 620,000 loan officers is not quoting right, selling products, and not showing up at closing and going on to the next transaction. It's really mm-hmm. about asking these types of questions. The entrance strategy for the PMI, the holding strategy, which now we have two new tools that we can use about additions in our annual um, review and then, you know, something, you know, a month or three months after closing. And then what is our exit strategy? That really plays a big role on how long we're actually going to have this private mortgage insurance. And, um, you know, I think, again, just constantly harping on being a professional mortgage planner for these clients. That's why they come to us. That's why we totally get paid the big bucks for this. There, I don't know any other industry when you sell one little widget that you get paid as much as we do. Yeah. So. And I think you you, know, you keep going back to the the uh, managing that mortgage for them. Uh-huh. And I think it's the, the annual update, if they've done a cancelable policy, is a great opportunity to go back and just check in with, hey, where are you? Uh, you know, you bought a two-bedroom, one-bath house. Well, geez, we just happen to have twins. Yes. Oh, well, have you thought of maybe moving? It's just a great time that you can use that cancellation of mortgage insurance as an opportunity to open up the window into where their life is today. Yeah. And even if even if they aren't thinking about moving or they aren't thinking about refinancing, 
hey, do you have any friends who are interested in, in purchasing a home? You know, please give them my name. So it, it's just a constant way to go back and ask for more business and, and, and update where they are. Right. And as you know, and, and you know, and it just as a reminder for everybody, you know, my, my conversation with my clients goes beyond, you know, do you know anybody who's looking to refinance, purchase, you know, do construction loans, whatever the case may be, need a home equity line. Um, but also is who, you know, who's managing your friend's mortgages. And if there's no one managing their mortgage, then I want that opportunity so that I can jump right into this world with them and find out if they have PMI and ask them to call their, their current lender and find out if we can help them with that situation and just start the dialogue, you know, by utilizing this as, yep. a, as a means for doing it. So that's awesome. Okay. Any other myths that you know or think about or hear all the time that we can address? Is there um, I, I think the myth that it's very difficult to do. And that lenders don't want to do it. I mean, there there is a law around the cancellation of mortgage insurance. Yes, there are some steps, but uh, it's just a matter of the borrower taking the initiative, you as the originator helping them helping them through that process and being there to answer questions for them and giving them the information. But if if you provide them the when and how to cancel MI brochure that we provide or the Homeowners Protection Act of 1998 summary. They're going to have all the information that they need. And you can go to MGIC.com, click on the Canceling MI tab. There's all kinds of information that, that exists there as well to help with the process and to, to help that consumer uh, down the path of not only using MI, but uh, getting rid of it when they don't need it anymore. Absolutely. So I'm going to post I'm going to post the uh, the PDF version of this on uh, the show notes, and then I'll also have the link um, to the exact you know the canceling MI portion of MGIC.com. And I know all of you can go on there yourself, but I'll have the link on there as well. But um, you know what I have that my great account executive gave me is a little um, the PDF in a for, in a brochure format. Yep. So can we get that from our Account executives, or is my account executive just spoiling me? Your account executive is spoiling you, but absolutely. <laughs> okay. If you contact your uh, if you contact your local MGIC account manager, and, and if you don't know who that is, it's very simple to find out. Go to MGIC.com, click on the Find Your Account Manager link. It'll pull up a map of the United States. Click on the state that you uh, you are located in, and it'll give you the contact information for the account manager in that area. Contact them, uh, request the cancellation brochures, and uh, we'll, we'll get those out to you. I think it's a great providing your closing packet. And as always, we, we do these things to help you get business so we can get business. Right. Right. I think so, too. I think so, too. I, I've used it a couple times. In fact, I was just talking with a client at closing a couple of weeks ago, and I gave away my last one. And now I'm like, oh, gosh, I need to get I need to get another one because, you know, it. it Sometimes it's easier just to use that brochure and go through the process than to remember all the the nuances that are required with it. And uh, you know, I want to always tell the right the right thing. But what I know is based on what we've just heard from you on these two categories of the borrower doing nothing, and then what um, the three options that are available under you know the borrower requesting it, and how we can utilize our referral partners and continue to have great relationships with them is none of these said. What I said in the beginning, you have to wait two years, and then you, can, you if you have equity in your house, we didn't define 
value today, current value versus original value, if you have 20% equity, the lender might remove it, but more likely you have to wait till you have 78%. None of that was addressed here. None of that is accurate. And that uh, there's pieces, yeah. but nothing is accurate. And so, you know, for the listeners, gosh, Dean, thank you so much for clarifying this for us. You know, we don't want to be the same as our clients and have the gospel of Google or whatever we've heard, you know, nine gyrations of it from years and years of being in the business. We want to know exactly how this um, is beneficial for us. And certainly you've enlightened me on how I can use this as a sales, a post-closing sales feature and communication feature for retention. And so I thank you so much for that. Well, we thank you for the opportunity. We're always looking for ways to to help loan officers do more business. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Now, so before we leave, same thing I did last time. What book are you reading now? Well, I I just actually started, uh, as I mentioned, I I managed the Pacific region and uh, have 12 direct reports to report into me. So I just started reading – a book that is all about focusing on best practices and getting people to maximize what they're doing uh, called Scaling Up Excellence by Robert Sutton. And I've, I've just gotten into it, so I'm not too far into it, but I'm looking forward to completing it so that I can make sure my team is uh, running on all cylinders and, and maximizing everything that we can do in, uh, in the Pacific region. Awesome. Awesome. So I will post a link to that as well up on our show notes for everybody to go grab that. Uh, You know, and I've actually um, read that book. And um, it's a fantastic book because um, it's talking about making everything scalable. And especially as, you know, we talk about all having assistance and running a team, et cetera. It's about it, having best practices so that they can be scalable when you start grabbing more and more people on your team. So definitely pick it up. It's a, actually a pretty short read. It's not a real long book. So you should um, be able to get through it pretty quickly. And just as a reminder to everybody, if you don't have Blink List, B-L-I-N-K List, on your cell phone, on your iPhone, it is um, the adult version of um, Crypt Notes for books. So if you want to read a book and you only want to take 16 minutes to do it, you can do it. It's a great way to, to read very quick books. So you remember the book, uh, The One Big Thing, or it's called The One Thing. It's by Keller, the Keller Williams owner. Um, I just wanted to know what The One Thing was, so I went and read the book. It took me, it took me about 20 minutes, and I found out The One Thing. Uh, so for us on our busy schedule, it's awesome to do that. Okay, Dean, is there anything you'd like to leave um, with us? Any line, any parting thoughts? Yeah, I, I'd just like to reiterate, I think, what you mentioned at the very beginning of this, which is the fact that uh, your MGIC account manager has a tremendous amount of resources to help you grow your business. Reach out to them. Uh, invite them along on your sales calls with you. If you're going out to agents' offices and you want to have something to talk about real quickly, you mentioned the podcast that we did uh, a while ago on millennials. There's some great information in there. If you want to talk to agents about how they can be a part of working with past clients on canceling MI, that's a quick little five, 10 minute discussion that you can have at an agent's office. But you know, look to your MGIC account manager as a resource for you to grow your business. I think that's something that a lot of people don't leverage. And, um, and there's a lot of great things that we have to help. Yep. So we, yep. we really yep. appreciate the the opportunity to come on uh, the podcast as always, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. 
Okay, that sounds great. Well, listen, everybody, you know, reminder, when you um, hear one of these podcasts and you think that they are fantastic and you want to share it in your sales meeting, if you're a manager, if you're someone on a team, or if you're someone in an office and you can share this with your your manager, this is great to share in a sales meeting or just pass along to your colleagues. Um, it's also great for you to pass along to your real estate agents because they, too, could hear the same kind of conversation and how um, a third party is saying to work with you the loan officer to increase your business as well. So thank you again for um, listening into the podcast. I will post all of the goodies and the, and the freebies and the links on the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And a reminder again, please um, go to iTunes and write a review for me. It helps keeping, uh, helps us keep moving forward. And in your reviews that I look at, I do uh, look for ideas and people that you'd like to interview, um, for me to interview and things you'd like to hear from me. So please keep those coming. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time, we will um, talk to you again. Thanks for listening in. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.